Welcome to the Weight Loss Podcast, where we offer solutions to the obstacles you face when it comes to achieving your health and fitness goals. As a married couple who's lost a combined weight of 100 kilograms and 11 clothes sizes, our raw, real, and relatable stories will show you the path you must walk to achieve, and more importantly, maintain the results you know you can reach, because we know it works. So get ready to share the success and show the results with your hosts, Matt and Courtney. Hello. And welcome to the first official episode of season 10. Well, last week's was the technically the first episode, but this is the first real episode. And <laughs> Matt's looking at me like I'm crazy. So, but what else is new? Welcome, Matt. Smoked it. Thanks. Great intro. Thank you. Yes, we are indeed back. Season 10 officially kicks off. Talking about how to set up an effective home gym. We are. Courtney. I, I feel like we say this I don't every this, time. I, I know what you're going to say. Can I say it? Can I be the one to say it this time? How have we not done this by how now? How have we not done this? Yeah. I feel like we hear these topics come up and we're like, oh, now surely we've already done that. But no, we haven't. Just goes to show how much shit we apparently talk. <laughs> because That's a fact. We've been able to do how many episodes? And we haven't touched on something like this. If I've calculated correctly, this season will hit our two hundredth episode. Episode. So oh, yeah, okay. Anyway, fun times. How to set up an effective home gym? So let's just dive straight in. Let's. So we should be clear that if we're asked and if we're pressed to give our thoughts, we will recommend a commercial gym over a home gym. Yes. Where where possible. Why? Well, it's always better to use someone else's space as opposed to taking up your own. There's a bit more of a variety of equipment options. Well, I mean, unless you're the rock setting up an actual <laughs> commercial gym. Just in, for yourself. On, you know, on your, on your large multi-acreage <laughs> place, but we're not all in, in, in that sort of situation. So more variety in equipment. You are spot on, Courtney. From my perspective, as someone who has broken gym equipment. Accidentally. Acc- of course, accidentally. It's always better to break someone else's equipment. Yes. But I mean, yeah, you've got maintenance. Um, there's a lot of equipment. You've also got um, upkeep. I think as well, when you talk about a commercial space, You've not only in the variety of the style of equipment that's available to you, but also in the weights that are available to you. Mm. Um, so the, the dumbbell weight options, everything just tends to be a lot larger because well, they're catering for a bigger number. There's of there's clientele. more of everything. Yes. So there's also access to other facilities mm-hmm. in many gyms, like might have pool, tennis court, sauna, massage services. Some gyms I've been to have had on-site physiotherapists, things like that. I know from my personal perspective, I, I know I prefer training at a gym because I'm more in the zone mentally. Yeah. I find it a bit too easy to sandbag around when no one's around. It's, 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 maybe it's a competitive thing. It's just like if I'm in the gym with a group of people, like no mofo in this room is outworking me today. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I, I think that's a big one as well, which is mindset in terms of leaving your house to go to somewhere else. But in saying that, we we were still 
members of a gym mat when we had our own gym. So, well, you if you remember Courtney, that's why we actually went and joined the gym that we've been at now for a number of years because we both agreed that we weren't training as effectively in our own gym. It's just not the same. It's you know how, and you can also get some pretty good deals to be fair with with big gyms. Now, all that being said, sometimes it's not possible, mm. and we totally understand that. You might take into account for someone that might have geographical considerations like hey the nearest gym to me is an hour and a half drive away like you know what if you go on three four five times a week i can understand how that can be a bit of a pain in the butt yes i totally get that for also for some people and even for for clients of ours there can be sort of family or household considerations responsibilities like a need to be at home as often as possible yeah they just don't have the time to waste well it's just not going to work it's to just not going to work. Travel to the gym when yeah. they could just go into their garage. Also, I've seen like I've that. seen with some parents the the nearest gym option to them doesn't have crèche options. Yeah. For the, for for young children, yeah. so a home option becomes more doable. So hey, we're not going to sit here and say oh, there's no point having a home gym because you can't do stuff at home. Yes, you can. Oh yeah. Because we've got a home gym ourselves, and yeah. we've got and have had plenty of clients that have had effective home gyms. Because you can still get great work done at home. Absolutely. So if you understand how to set up a home gym in an effective manner, you can get a pretty kick-ass setup. Yeah, absolutely. And it doesn't take that much to get what you need to have a a kick-ass home gym. No, it does not. And then after that, I would say you just have to have we're going to run through, Matt, obviously, what we would have in our gym. Yeah, absolutely. And some essentials and then maybe some not-so-essentials but some well, add-ons. That's, that's how we've broken this down. We've got what we consider to be essential buys, and we consider them essential because we bought them ourselves. Mm. But also we've got down here, you'll see, we'll touch later on in the episode, optional choices. Mm. So the first thing we talk about setting up a home gym, you've got to take into account, okay, how much space do I have? And with gym equipment, with quality gym equipment, how much money would you like to spend? Because it can go as deep as your pockets, can't it? Yeah, it can. In terms of buying high-quality gym equipment, holy shit, you can go through some money and it it can be a money pit. So we want to be really conscious of how much money we're prepared to invest into this and then backing or backing up that how much space do I have to play with? Because we don't all have aircraft hangers to set gyms up in. In the case of Courtney and I, we're set up in a standard double garage. Yeah, We've still got to fit our two cars in there. Yeah. I think we've done a pretty good job, if yeah. you ask us. Absolutely. So let's start with the essential buys, Courtney, mm-hmm. for a home gym. And these are, again, as we said, these are also what we've got. So we can we can back back up these claims. Yep. What's the first essential buy? For us, it's the power rack or the squat rack. Yeah. Because the squat rack gives you a good squat rack gives you the option to do so many exercises other than just squats. Yeah. Basically you would use it for ev- like leg day, a sort of a lower body day and an upper body day. Yep. Um, you can do your bench press on there, you can do shoulder, shoulder press, press on there, you can do bent over rows. Yeah. So so back exercises, leg exercises, there's so much you can do with push, it. Push, pull and legs out of a squat rack. So what we've got in the garage 
is a wall-mounted, foldable squat rack. So when we're not using it, we can literally fold it up against the wall so it's not sitting out of the wall. Well, we wouldn't fit out both of our cars in, no, in our garage no. if we didn't have it foldable. Yeah, so if, if setting up in a garage where you still got to squeeze your car or cars into there, the foldable squat rack is worth every cent you pay. You can get a lot of them these days. They're becoming more and more popular. Mm. Um, so it, it's not like they're hard, super hard to find. Not at all. And they work really well. The other benefit of having something that is wall-mounted is that, A, you're not wasting space behind the squat rack because mm. it's flush against the wall. Yep. But also it's a hell of a lot safer. So you're going to be able to lift heavier. You're going to be able to like work out potentially with no no one there to spot you with spotting arms because you know that the, the rack itself is mounted and so it's sturdy as shit. Like yeah, it is not getting pushed over. No, it's bolted into the brickwork. Yeah. And it it it's industrial. Yeah. It just it feels industrial and I've got a really good rule, a personal rule that I've always had with with gyms, be it commercial or home gyms, if it can handle me it can probably handle anyone because I'll be one of the biggest, strongest guys that goes into any gym. Yeah. So these these wall mounted racks are tremendous when you when you've got brickwork that you can use. Yeah. Or concrete that you can you can bolt them into. They will be sturdy as hell. A bit different if you're setting up in say a room in the house. Mm. I'm not going to recommend wall mounting a squat rack in a room with a plaster wall because hello. You know, but just a standard squat rack yeah. will work or a power rack will work fine. Yeah. In a in a room. When I say room, I'm talking about, you know, it might be a, a spare bedroom, basement, things like that. The tip is as well, when you're looking to buy a squat rack, if you can ensure that the rack you're buying will allow you to do squats and bench press, you're covered. Yeah. If, it, if it handles those two exercises, it'll handle a bunch of other exercises based on the equipment you need in a rack to do squats and bench press. Yeah. Yeah? So moving on from that, looking at safety bars, mm-hmm. also known, Courtney, as spotting arms. Yep. Now, any decent rack should come with these. Yeah, they but usually we, come together. Yeah, but we still need to call this out. Yes, make sure you've got them. Make sure they come with it. Otherwise, you need to, to buy them separately and just a, a nice, you know, some, some way to put your bar mm-hmm. between sets, but also, hey, they're called safety bars or spotting arms for a reason. Yes. They're especially good when you're training by yourself. Yes. What's next? Uh, the barbell itself. So Olympic barbell. Now, we do specify Olympic barbell because Olympic is any Olympic equipment for gym equipment is is a universal standard. Yes. So if you're buying Olympic standard equipment, they all work together. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yes. Um, Olympic barbell, 20 kilos. Yeah. Yeah. Now, everything should preface this. Everything we mentioned in this episode will be in kilograms, easily converted to pounds, and most weights and most gym equipment will specify both. Most Olympic barbells will always come as default to the 20 kilo bar yeah you can you can get smaller ones you can i've used like 12 and a half and 15 kilo ones but 99 percent of the time they'll be 20 kilo olympic barbells if need be just ask the supplier yeah so the 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 size itself will be the same it Mm. won't be as heavy yeah so 20 kilos will be the total weight of the bar yeah 
Um, so you can get lighter ones, but I would recommend just getting the 20 kilo one. Can't go wrong. As Matt said, it it's sort of a universal then and even if you're not ready for that straight away on some of your exercises, you build up to it. Well, also, assuming the equipment we'll be mentioning here will help to prepare someone for the barbell. Yes. What's after that? Uh, hex bar, also known as a trap bar. Also known as a trap bar. A, a personal favourite of ours. Yes. Uh, we're talking before we hit the record button. My opinion, the hex bar may be possibly the single best piece of gym equipment in the world as far as weight, effective weight training goes. Yes. I think this is one that a lot of people put in their optional buys rather than their essential buys. This is essential. This one for us would be definitely essential. Um, Why though? It is one of those ones that you can do so much with it um, in terms of lower body um, exercises. So deadlifts, you can do deadlifts with it. You can do single leg stuff with it. You can do stiff legged or um, Romanian. Romanian deadlifts with it. You can just do so much with it and it takes the load off your shoulders. Yeah. So if you're not ready for, say, barbell squats yet, you can do hex bar. Or if you haven't got the movement pattern or the posture required for a, a, a quality barbell deadlift, yes, do it with a hex bar. So another reason why we're big fans of the hex bar is because it is really appropriate no matter what your experience level is. So it is ultra effective as a learning tool for a beginner, mm-hmm. a gym beginner, or a weight training beginner. But because you can just stack so much weight on these things as you get stronger, also really appropriate for more advanced, experienced lifters Absolutely. down the track. These things are worth every cent. Yes. And I'll just put a little disclaimer on the hex bar slash trap bar before we move on to the next essential item, which is if you are a member of a commercial gym and they do not have one of these... Your gym sucks. You need to contact your gym manager... Give them and feedback. ...and them to get one of these. Yep. Because every commercial gym should have a trap bar. Actually, could I make a slight correction there? When you, when you hassle the gym owner, don't hassle them to get one of these. Hassle them to get multiple ones of yeah. these because once Everyone people realise the gym has a trap bar... Good luck getting it. Yes, yes. So absolutely make sure that is on the essentials list. Definitely, without question. Uh, adjustable bench is the next one. Now, we're, the key thing here is adjustable. So one that can come up on different angles on the incline. Some you can also get will actually let you adjust on a decline well. Ours, well. ours does. So yeah, ours does. goes down onto a decline, but it also goes up to a 90-degree incline. incline. I think as a minimum, if it at least can go from incline, flat yeah. to up to incline, yeah. you're going to be good. If you can get it going flat, incline, and decline, hey, that's just a nice bonus. Yep. But an adjustable bench, must have. Yep. Must have. After that, Courtney, you've put one here that actually somehow I overlooked when we were planning this, the TRX bands. Mm-hmm. Fantastic. Yes. Why? Well, the T- they're, they're so good because... A, they're movable, so you can take them with you if you're traveling. They work in a park, don't they? Yeah. Yep. They're great also if this essential list is quite long, right? So you might not be able to get all of this stuff straight away. Mm. They're they're one of those pieces of equipment that they're, they're on the cheaper side and you can use them for so many things. I should also mention, speaking of on the cheaper side, We've mentioned here TRX bands. TRX is the brand. Yeah. It's a commonly known brand. You can get 
I'll, I'll use the phrase knockoff brands that are just as good at a third of the price. It's the same design, it's just not the actual TRX branding on them. Yeah. But the same design, they're basically just two um, nylon Adjustable straps, straps. Yeah. with handles on the end. And you have an anchor point at the top, which you need to anchor somewhere very secure. So in our garage, we had a anchor point put in. We do above the roller door, bolted there to the top. In, bolted into the, brick. In, into the brick. Some people wrap them around tr- a, tr- a large tree trunk or some people wrap them around. Remember as well, they also come with the door jam. Yes. Adjustment as well. Yes. If necessary. So they're just so, so versatile. The word. It's, it's a versatile piece of equipment, and especially if you are wanting to deck out a home gym, but you're going to be doing it in stages, mm. this is one that I would get sooner rather than later because if you don't say – if you can't get your squat rack yet – Availability could be an issue, couldn't it? Yeah, Availability budget. or budget. If you yeah. can't get those bigger pieces of equipment like the squat rack or, or the, the Bench. barbell yet, yeah. get your TRX first because – you know, get your your bands first because and get your anchor point because you are going to be able to do so much lower lower body, upper body with that. Before we decked out our gym here at home, we had TRX bands yep. and an anchor point. And that was pretty much it. Um, so during COVID lockdowns when we couldn't go to the gym, we pretty much solely did TRX workouts because at yep. the time we didn't have a home gym. And everybody in the entire world was trying to deck out. Well, everybody who lived in a country like ours who completely locked us down was trying to deck out a home gym. So availability was low. Um, so instead of, you know, waiting and doing nothing, we, we bought TRX bands, anchored them to our garage, and we pretty much did entire um, strength training workouts with that. So yeah. basically utilising body weight. Yep. Instead of weight plates. And adjusting the angle of your body for certain exercises. Yes. I, sh- I should be clear, the bands are not as effective as barbells and dumbbells. They are a great plan B yep. and they're certainly better than nothing. I think having the bands in addition to having the barbells and dumbbells as accessories make them even better Yeah, because they open up so much of what you can do on an effective program. Yes, And as, as Courtney said... If you're not if you're not buying the TRX branded bands, like the ones we bought were like 150 bucks. Yeah. And they've lasted us we've had them now since what, 2016, 2017? Like they've lasted for many, many, many years. Yes. So great recommendation, Courtney. Well done. Now, after that, I've put down here Olympic dumbbells. Mm-hmm. Now these are ones that a lot of people don't know exist. Mm-hmm. So let me set the stage here. If you've been to a gym, you would have no doubt seen that the gyms have dumbbell racks. Just pairs and pairs and pairs and pairs of dumbbells, upwards of you know, 50, 60, 70 kilo dumbbells that take up an enormous amount of space. So these are the pre preformed ones where Preset they're sort of, sort of they've got obviously their handle in the middle and then they usually have a hex end or a round end. With rubber ends. Yeah. With letting you know what total what weight, weight is, is yeah. that they're, that dumbbell is. They're yeah. fixed dumbbells. Now, the Olympic dumbbells, think of it like barbells shaped like dumbbells. Just mini. 
And what they allow you to do is take Olympic standard weight plates and put them on the dumbbells. You can set your own weight. Now, the benefit of this is that with Olympic dumbbells, you only need one pair of the dumbbells and you can adjust the weight accordingly based on how many plates you've got. Yes. These things are incredible. Yes. Because then you save yourself so much money and so much space because you're not buying like a full dumbbell set is thousands, thousands of dollars. Yeah. Thousands of dollars. A pair of Olympic dumbbells, 110 bucks. At least they were when I bought them. $110. And you're buying the plates anyway you're buying to the, go on the on the on the uh, on your barbell or your hex bar. And we're gonna hit the plates next. Mm. So yeah, as Courtney said, you're buying the plates. Get yourself a pair of Olympic dumbbells and any dumbbell exercise you want to do, sorted. Yeah. I mean, the, the only trade-off is that, yes, it t- might take you a couple more minutes to organise oh. your dumbbells than if you, they were just pre-fixed and you could just pick them up off the rack. But, again, we're talking for us especially. I mean, everything we've been listing here, this is how we've set up our home gym. Yep. So for us, it was budget. We, we weren't prepared to spend thousands of dollars on pre-fixed dumbbells. What's the point? We also didn't have the space in our garage to have a massive rack of prefix dumbbells it'll also depend on the person so if you've got someone who's relatively new to training it might be a physically smaller build you might be able to get away with buying a small dumbbell range yes you got someone like me like on certain exercises i need 50 plus kilo dumbbells that's going to cost a lot of money Correct. to handle that. It wasn't going to work for us because no, no. we would have had to go f- the full range. Or the, the full range. Yes. With Olympic dumbbells, problem solved. Yes. And you're saving money and you're saving space. So from there, we've got the weight plates, yes. Courtney. Now, we've listed here, if you can go through the actual configuration we've got in our gym. Yes. So we've got two pairs. Do we have two pairs? Yes, we've got two pairs of 1.25 kilos, 2.5 kilos, 5 kilos, 10 kilos, and 20 kilo plates. Yep. So two pairs meaning four. Four plates. Four plates of each of those um, weights. Yeah. Now, the logic is, and this is what you've got to think about when you're buying your equipment, you've got to make sure you've got enough weight in your home gym to handle what your strength levels are and what you know is your strongest exercise. So this goes back to the logic that I mentioned before that I have personally. If it can handle me, it can probably handle most people. Mm-hmm. So I I bought the equipment for, for us, for our for our gym here at home. And I thought, well, I need to make sure there's enough plates here to handle me doing a deadlift. Mm-hmm. If it can handle me doing a deadlift, it can handle me doing a bench press or a shoulder press or a squat or whatever. And it means, you know, it can handle, you know, it can handle Courtney as well. So just configure your plates based on your, your strength levels. And if you don't know, if, you, if you're sort of new to this and you're not sure, just do what we've done. Just buy two pairs of each. Yep. Very handy buying two pairs of each because you want to make sure as well, and this is one of the things where a lot of people get their home gym setups wrong, is they go so light on with the weights equipment, it actually puts a ceiling on how much your strength can progress over time because eventually you're just lifting the same weights mm. and you're not – asking your body to handle greater loads. Yeah. There's just one also, not to get into the weeds about it, but I will just mention it, is if you're planning to do the Olympic dumbbells rather than your fixed dumbbells, just make sure when you're buying your five kilo plates that you don't get the really big ones. 
That's not in the weeds. That's a great recommendation. So when you buy weight plates, usually the two, the the one point two five kilos and the two point five kilos will be small, small yep. round plates. Mm. After that, usually the five, the tens, and the twenties. You know, there is a fifteens in in between there, but we didn't buy fifteens. Um, so those bigger weights from five kilos up tend to be a larger. They all tend to be the same diameter, if mm. that makes sense. So they look the same round diameter, but obviously they're different thicknesses because they're different weights. With your five kilos, you don't want them to be that big round diameter as the same as, say, your 20 kilos because if you've got to put them on your dumbbells, they're going to be hard to pick up and use. Very much so. So you can get five kilos in a smaller size. I think the recommendation is really just to make the five kilo plates as small as possible. Yeah. Yeah, so they're still going to weigh five kilos. They're just not going to be as large in diameter. Mm-hmm. So you can use them both on your barbell as well as your dumbbells. Great recommendation. Now, we've also got my, some of my favorite ones here, the fractional weight plates. Yes. So fractional weight plates, as we just mentioned, so you know, we've got the two pairs of 1.25 kilo plates. Yes. Normally... For most people and most gyms, you'd think they're the smallest increments you can go up possible. With these fractional weight plates, they are a godsend. Yes. Because the fractional weight plates are indeed fractional. So they come as a pack. Most of the time they come as a pack. You'll get a pair of 0.25 kilo plates. Yes. A pair of 0.5 kilos, a pair of 0.75 kilos, and a pair of one kilo. Mm Mm-hmm. These things are incredible because you get to the stage where there's certain certain exercises where even a 1.25 kilogram jump in weight, it can be a bit too much at one time. What if you can just go up by 0.25 of a kilo? Yeah. doesn't sound like much, right? Mm-hmm. But the thing is, if you average that increase every single week over the course of a year for an exercise like the bench press – you're increasing your bench press by quite a bit. And sometimes you can find it can be just enough. These fractional plates can be just enough to help unlock new strength levels. Yes. Cannot recommend these enough. The one thing I would say, I'd actually get two sets of these because if you're using the Olympic dumbbells, you need to have four of each weight for each for each side of the dumbbell. Does that yeah, make sense? That is true. Yeah. If yeah. you're going to use those, yes. Yep. Yes. You would need two two pairs of each of those. I would also say that with the fractional weight plates, even if you aren't looking to set up a home gym and you just go to your your, your local regular gym, most gyms don't have these things. Nah. Having no these way. in your gym bag are incredible. Yeah. Also worth every cent. Yeah. But also something that a lot of people don't know these exist. No, they don't. Bloody hell, they are good. They're very good. So I would definitely recommend. Yep. Most gyms won't have them because they're so little. People they're, you just can, take them. You put them in your pocket yeah. and walk out of the gym with them, yeah. So I would I would definitely recommend having them regardless. For sure. The next one that we have at ours and is, is an absolute must if you're mm. going to be lifting weights is what they call lock jaws. Um, basically, they are the uh, anchor that holds the plates on the bar. Yeah, so most most people will have experience, and most gyms, especially older gyms, will have the clips. Yes, to put on the end of barbells, that they work fine. I like the lock jaws, hard plastic. They are they clip nice and secure, and it's it's a safety thing. 
Yeah. Like the, one of the worst things I've experienced when I was younger is plates sliding off the bar. Yeah. It's just not not cool. So a couple of pairs of lock jaws, problem solved. Absolutely. Um, I think that covers our weight setup. It covers the essentials. Yeah. Those there are the essentials. Mm-hmm. Now, a lot of that equipment you'll probably find on places like Amazon or just local gym equipment suppliers. Yeah. Like nothing there is uncommon. I would just probably recommend just do some shopping, mm-hmm. see what you know, see what what deals you can find. Away you go. Yeah, there's one actually that we didn't put on there, which I will recommend. Yep. I think we didn't put on there because it seemed pretty obvious. But just make sure you've got some sort of flooring for your good setup. No, so not obvious at all. Good mention. You need to be mindful of where you're setting up. I think. If you're setting up, say, in a spare bedroom or something like that, it's probably even more so. You need to be really like conscious protect of protect your carpet, protect, protect your floorboards, protect yeah the flooring. Also, don't drop your weights. <laughs> don't drop your weights anyway, but just don't drop your weights if you're setting up in a spare bedroom. If you're setting up in a garage or a basement, something with a concrete slab straight underneath you, then make sure that you are putting some sort of rubber matting down underneath you so you can get. A lot of places sell rubber matting. Yep. Um, that really sort of thick industrial rubber matting, make sure you've got that underneath you, especially if you're going to be doing hex bar or deadlifts where the, the weights are going to be touching the ground mm. straight away. Just make sure you've got something underneath you for those. Also, um, you know, buy a cheap sort of exercise mat, yoga mat. Yoga mat, yeah. Thicker than a yoga mat though. Yoga mats are really thin, so you want sort of like more of a fitness yeah. exercise mat yep. so it's got a little bit of cushioning there so if you're getting on the floor doing any sort of floor work ab work that you've got some protection on your knees and your and your hands thank you mm. well mentioned completely agree we'll move on to the optional ones we've got here yes so with with the optional what we've got here for the optional it really will depend on how much your space and budget will allow for mm-hmm. so this is where we go into things like cardio machines. Yeah. Now, we do not have cardio machines because I can't justify the cost Yeah. and space is just not happening. However, if for you, you know, if the space and the budget does allow, then, hey, you start to look at them. But we probably should mention there are, there are some downsides to these cardio machines. Mm-hmm. One, they are mega expensive yes. to buy. They also have maintenance costs. Yes. Especially if, like if they you know, you've got to get them serviced. Yes. And if they break down, you dip them back into the pocket to get them fixed again. But also they are, man, they take up space. Yes. A lot of space. So that, that's why we've got them in the optional here. Because if we're looking at, you know, I want to have some, some cardio options here at home, but you know, I can't quite justify putting a stair machine in the garage... Well, this is where we could recommend, Courtney, things like skipping ropes. Yes. And also boxing-style equipment mm-hmm. because easily, readily available, very cost-effective, very space-effective. But also, I mean, hey, you know, what's, you know what's more fun than hitting a heavy bag? Nothing. Yeah. So if the, if the space and budget does allow, cardio machines are an option, but just word of warning – they have their downsides mm-hmm. big time. And that's one reason why I'm a fan of, of using other people's gyms because it, 
how often you walk into a gym and one of the cardio machines has a, you know, do, does, does not work sign or out of order sign yeah. on it, mm-hmm. you know? So skipping ropes, boxing equipment, pads, gloves, speed ball, yep. grander ceiling ball, a heavy bag mm-hmm. can be just what you need to do something effective there at home. Is there anything else we'd mention as far as optional equipment that we somehow haven't listed here? Because I can't think of much because between what we've got here, because the optional stuff's the cardio stuff, the essential stuff's the weight stuff. I think pretty much covered. I think it's covered. I mean, I think with the optional stuff we did, we went back and forth, didn't we? We were going back and forth about how where does it stop? Because ultimately we realized- you could keep putting everything on there. You could put a leg press on there. Yes, it's an optional extra. Yeah. Like you could put a cable machine on there. It's an optional extra. Lap pull down. But- Realistically speaking, once you start adding those sort of things, it becomes less of a just a, a at home setup and, and more of a an actual gym semi semi commercial setup. Um, so, I mean, ultimately speaking, the optional choices could be endless. Yes, I mean, you could put in things like slam balls and um, weighted balls, Swiss you know, balls. to throw um, Swiss balls, fit balls. Um, there is a lot kettlebells like there is a lot that you could add in but it's at some point we sort of had to stop with the optional extras we realized when we were writing it out like hang on we're probably listing out a full gym here yeah not so much a home gym so i think from our perspective if you start with building up just the essentials that we mentioned previously you're set yeah you are set yeah now you've got something down here courtney about mindset yeah, I just wanted to touch on this that we just full circle from what we spoke about at the start, which was, yes, our number one option would generally be to join a commercial gym to avoid having to fit out. You get other benefits by going to a, a, a commercial gym. The one thing I'd just like to mention is that one of the reasons we touched on at the start was that we joined a commercial gym, Matt, mm. is that for us <clears throat> at the time we had our own gym we were feeling like we weren't as mentally into our workouts as we should have been because Intensity wasn't there. we would just finish do, working basically mm. at our gym and then we were in an empty space and we had to do our own workout and it wasn't fun. It wasn't, it wasn't um, fulfilling. It wasn't challenging for us and we just weren't feeling like we were getting the best out of our workouts mm. and – you're right, Matt. I think one of the things that drives both of us is that atmosphere of being in a commercial gym, other people working out. That doesn't drive everyone, but it does us. Yeah, absolutely. The other thing with having our home gym set up is we rarely use it now, and that's because, again, we go to a commercial gym. So It's our plan B, though. It is our plan B, and we haven't got rid of it. No. And we don't plan on getting rid of it no. because we like having that plan B if we can't get to the gym, if something comes up. It, something in the future might change and we do need it. Also, I've had it where like if either of us have been under the weather yep. and it's like, you know, I'm, I'm feeling, I'm feeling I've, I've got a cold or I'm, I'm sick and I don't want to be a dickhead that goes to the gym sick, let's do it at home. Yeah. So there's lots of different things that can be done, but I think that the main thing is, is that for me also when I work out here at home, I still don't have that. It's the same thing as we I found back when we used to work out at our own gym. It's not the same. It's not the same feeling for me. And again, that doesn't drive everybody. It, do, it does drive us. So I think if you're someone like that, though, that ultimately you would prefer to be working out with other people, 
I would just make sure that you remember that if you're going to do your own home gym at home, that mindset still matters. It's not just sometimes as easy as thinking that a workout's a workout the same as no, anywhere. No, they're definitely not the same. So I, I just want to make mention of that is that to remember mindset and if you are someone who does thrive on working out alone in, in your own space, then great. You Carry don't have on. to put that much effort into mindset then. But if you're somebody who has to work out at home by yourself, but you would prefer to work out somewhere else, I think that you really need to make sure that you're remembering that mindset and you're really going to have to make sure that you're putting a lot of effort into making sure that mentally you're into these workouts and you're going to get the best out of yourself. Can I? You just made me realise. To help remember that mindset and to get in the zone for pushing yourself in your own home gym, can I please add a couple of extras to the essentials list? Yeah. A really good pair of headphones. Yeah. An appropriate playlist of music. Yes. That you know gets the juices flowing. Talk about mindset. Having the right music selection for a training session can make all the difference by itself. Absolutely, it can. You know this as well. Yep. Like our PBs are often set to certain types of music, certain bands, certain songs, like a personal thing here. My heaviest lifts are usually with a soundtrack of like Pantera, Metallica, Iron Maiden, Rage Against the Machine, Dream Theater. Like it just gets me in the zone. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, it's not uncommon for me to switch out my music halfway through my workout because I've, I change it in the warm up. Is something maybe country music or something like that. I'll change it for my first two workout, two exercises, especially say on a leg day. So yeah. squats, single leg leg press, really heavy pinnacle exercises. The hard shit. And then it wouldn't. It, it's not uncommon for me sometimes for my to change it up again then for my next two exercises to mm. a different genre because I don't necessarily need that heaviness in my music anymore. So it's not uncommon for me. I have I have go-to music for not only sometimes exercises days but also particular exercises. That actually makes a lot of sense because there's certain exercises that like, it's almost intimidating where it's like, shit, it's leg day. I've got to start with the hardest stuff of the week. I've got to be in the zone. To I almost do this need properly. to pick music that's going to like bring up a bit of anger mm. in me. Like, mm. and I need to be angry yep. to do certain exercises. Yep. And then there's other exercises that I'm just like, oh, I'm just happy to listen to good music in this. Not that the other music is not good. You know what I mean, though? But appropriate music. I think music really does set a mindset and a scene. So definitely put. Put attention into those things as well. Don't feel like that you're just going to roll into the garage or something like that and do a great workout no, because no, it doesn't no. work that way. No, you got you got to get yourself mentally prepared because ultimately, like a lot of people don't think of themselves this way, but it's an athletic pursuit and it's athletic performance, and you got to get yourself fired up for this. So I would yeah, just with the essentials list here, either a kick-ass pair of headphones, or if you're at home and you you know you want to do this yourself, like a great Bluetooth speaker that will really pump appropriate tunes to get you fired up into that mindset that Courtney mentioned. Because, yeah, it is harder. It is for harder. Us, for us, it was harder, and it still yeah. is now. So I've got to make sure that my music selection is absolutely on point to get me where I need to be mentally to push. Because yeah. even though we're trainers, like we're still human. Yeah. 
And I don't think everyone's going to be like us, but I would suspect that there will be more people like us than Mm. the other way Mm -hmm. that actually enjoy working out by themselves in a a quiet area. I I like working out and I often will train alone, but... In a room it's full of atmosphere. people. Yeah, yeah. It's I, an atmosphere. Yeah, it's an atmosphere. I need the atmosphere. I need the you vibe. feed off the vibe. Uh-huh. I yeah. need the competition. I'm just, the same. Yeah, but it's, it's a personal thing. But the, even even at the gym that we go to, the music in my head makes all the difference. Yeah, I agree. Big time. I agree. Anything else you want to add here, wifey? No, I think that covers it. I'll tell you what, I'll add one more thing. What I will do to make life easy, everything that we've mentioned here, all the equipment, I will put links to examples of what I'm talking about in the episode description oh, that's a great idea. for the podcast. Well, yep. For us, if we talk about, you know, Olympic dumbbells, hex bar, wall-mounted foldable yeah. squat rack, we know what they mean because we, we've ordered them and we, we use yeah. them. To help you, just in case a lot of this sounds like gobbledygook, I will put just examples, examples so you can go, yep. and, go and have a look Yep. and then find something locally for yourself. Yep. And if you do set yourself up with a home gym, let us know what you got. If you do have a home gym right now, what do you have? Is there anything in our list here you think you need to add yourself? We love the feedback. Yeah. Speaking of feedback, where can we be contacted? We can be contacted through our Facebook group, which is the Weight Loss Podcast. On Facebook. On Facebook. Email. Is podcast at theweightlosspodcast.com. You still got it. Is it dot au? It's dot com. <sighs> yeah, I've forgotten. You got the landing and then you overthought it. It's dot com. It's just dot com. Absolutely. Okay. So Courtney, Courtney mentioned the Facebook group. Come and hang out with us at the Facebook group. Me, Courtney, other people who listen to the show just like yourself. A great little support network. Yep. And yeah, we love the feedback. Podcast at theweightlosspodcast.com. And so we will now get out of your ears, let you go and live your life. We will be back next week. Thank you for joining us. See you then. Bye. Are you ready to share your success? Head over to our website for full access to our show notes, resources based on today's topic, and links to our Facebook group so you can share your story with our hosts and many others out there who are looking to achieve and maintain their health and fitness goals. You can find all that and more exclusively at theweightlosspodcast.com.